What is the Christian life and how does one embark on this glorious journey? How does one become born again and persevere until the very end and enter into God's wonderful heaven? In the message part one, we'll discuss these points and more. Please listen. So the message is the glorious Christian life. The glorious Christian life. And the Christian life is very, very glorious. There is no life like the Christian life. And as you know, it stems from a person, and that is Jesus Christ. And we all know Jesus Christ. We have heard of him since we were so small. In fact, many of us were born into Christian families. So we are acquainted with God and his Bible to a certain extent. Uh, the Word of God, uh, we, we've no doubt heard it in the churches, in Sunday school, and even in our homes. God wants us to have that life as a living reality within our hearts. And He wants us to know that He is Almighty God, but He chooses to dwell even in our very human bodies. So we can have God dwelling in our bodies. And in fact, if we are Christians... If we're truly in relationship with the Lord, we can say today, even tonight, that the Almighty God who fashioned the universe, who created the stars, the sun and moon and everything, the earth and all the host, that living God dwells in this human body. Your human frame actually has the living God within if you have a relationship with Him. So the glorious Christian life must have a strong beginning. It must have a proper beginning. And then we must continue with the Lord, and then we must finish well. So the Lord would speak to us to show us how we can know for certain that we are going to heaven and that we're going to have a rich welcome when we meet the Lord. All of our lives, as you know, are quite finite, and all the days of our lives are numbered. So we have a relatively short period of time on the earth in which to show the Lord all our love for Him, in which to uh, be, a, be a blessing to the world, to our generation, having God's life in us. So we thank God for His Son, Jesus Christ. And that is the beginning. Regardless of what our denomination or church background is, we must settle on one thing, and that is, we must have a relationship with God. And that comes only through Jesus Christ. In John chapter 3, and verse 3, the Lord Jesus is speaking to one of the leaders of the Jewish council in those days, and he says to him, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean, Nicodemus said, how can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life. But the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind, but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going, so you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. How are these things possible? Nicodemus asked. Jesus replied, you are a respected Jewish teacher, and yet you don't understand these things. I assure you, we will tell what we know and have seen. And yet you won't believe our testimony. But if you don't believe me when I tell you about earthly things, how can you possibly believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ever gone to heaven and returned, but the Son of Man has come down from heaven. 
And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in Him will have eternal life. And this follows with John 3.16, the very well-known verse, which is the foundation of our Christian lives. And that is, Jesus says, For God loved the world so much that He gave His one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life or everlasting life. God did not send His Son into the world to condemn it, but to save it through Him. So this is the foundation, and all of us must make sure and must revisit, not to doubt it, but to reaffirm that the only standing we have with God is through the blood of His Son. That's the only way we have any fellowship with God. So we all have lives of grace, and we're so thankful for that. The Heavenly Father has loved us so much, it has given everlasting life. So this is the foundation. And how does one become this term Jesus used in John 3, born again? What does that mean? Is that a certain denomination? Is that a certain facet of Christian society? It is actually scripture, and the term simply means to be born the second time. As Jesus said, the first time we're born humanly from our mother's womb. The second time is through a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit working within our hearts. It's not simply a profession. I like the Christian principles. I like the Christian idea. The Christian morality is good for myself and my children. It will keep us hopefully happy. It's not that at all. It is, God, I'm a sinner already condemned to go to hell. Because my nature is sinful, my actions, my motives, they're all tainted by sin. I need your precious blood. And so we come to him individually and we say, as it's written in Romans chapter 10 in verses 9 and 10, I read in the New Living Translation, it says that God saves us if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So when somebody asks us, how do you become a Christian? Do you join the church? Do you get born into a Christian family? Do you do good works? Hopefully God will accept you in the end time. What the scripture says is quite contrary. The scripture says, it begins with an act of faith like a child and saying, Lord Jesus, I believe that you are who you say you are. You came down into this world, my world, you died on a cross for my sins. You knew all about me while I was ungodly. All of my false motives, all of my jealousies, all, all of my anger, my wrath, all of the immorality, all of the, the, the uh, things that I did that were not pleasing to you. You saw all of it, Lord. All of us, including myself, can say that. We are sinners before God. But God came to take sin away from our lives. The domination of sin was broken when Jesus came into our lives. And so we confess with our mouth and say, Jesus, your Lord. Second, we say, I believe in my heart that God raised you, Jesus, nearly 2,000 years ago from that grave, from that tomb in Israel. You raised Jesus from the dead. God says, if you just believe that and you confess with your mouth a true confession, it's implied it has to be a true confession, not simply a statement, you believe in your heart and you confess. He says supernaturally in verse 10, For it is by believing in your heart 
that you are made right with God. Hallelujah. We can be made right with God instantly by believing in our hearts that Jesus is the Lord and that He died for me. God raised Him from the dead. It is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. So the first thing to start on the glorious Christian journey is to believe that Jesus Christ is everlasting life. In the epistle of John is written, He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son hath not life. In the King James Version. So when we have Jesus, we can be confident. Lord, no matter what the storms in life, no matter what Satan brings against me, no matter what adversity, I know that I am safe in your arms because I have a living faith, a genuine union with you through the blood of Jesus. Lord, I thank you I'm secure. The economy may go down. My health may fail. Things may, things may go wrong, even in the families. But God, I'm standing firm on this foundation, Jesus Christ. I have you, Lord, and with you I will overcome. Praise God. That's the faith that the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit imparts into us when we become truly born again. When we become born again, God said to us, God says to us, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have loved you and I have a purpose for your life. The purpose in your life is not to live like the rest of the world. It is to live to glorify me. You will have a glorious Christian life when you live to honor me. How do I honor God? Well, we can say how the world dishonors God and by watching that, just by watching that, we can know that those things if we do, we also will dishonor God. So when we watch for that in our lives and we send it out of our lives by the power of the Holy Spirit, we cannot do it on our own strength, but it's only by the power of the Holy Spirit, but we must, we must cooperate. John, 1 John, the epistle of 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, give a clear prescription of how to please God and hold on to the eternal life and then enter into the kingdom of God finally on that judgment day. It says here very clearly, do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving or a lust in the King James Version, a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away, along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. When Jesus said, do you see all these buildings? He says that all of these things will come down. Indeed, the temple, he's speaking about the temple. He said, not one stone will be left upon another. This was in response to the disciples saying, Master, look at all the beauty of this building. And in our day, we have many beautiful buildings. In every major city, there's some erection of some edifice that is so glorious. And indeed, the person who builds that and the person who worked there or lived there and the people who pass by who admire it, they all have this feeling that this can never be shaken. This can never come down. So the Lord says, if you know for a fact that everything in this world is going to perish very soon, then what are you living for? The Lord says, if you belong to me, I have a glory far greater than this what you see. Therefore, do not live for the things you see. It says in another scripture, the things which are seen are temporal, 
But the things which are not seen are eternal. When we become born again, dear friends, we become a living spirit that is one with Christ. And when God shakes everything in the end time, even the stars of heaven will fall, it says in Matthew, in the end of Matthew, Matthew 24 and so on, that everything will be shaken. But there's some things that cannot be shaken. Praise God, in Hebrews it says that. Some things will not be shaken. And you know what those things are? Everything in the kingdom of God. God Himself and everyone that belongs to Him. A glorious Christian life is to say to the world and to the devil that I will live forever, not based on my merit, but based on the blood of the Son of God who ransomed me and has given me an everlasting inheritance. Now I hold fast to that possession. Holding that eternal life, I say no to the ungodly things of the world. Now some people think, as long as you are not grossly immoral, as long as you do not go with another man's spouse or another woman's spouse, you are okay. You are basically moral, are you not? The Lord Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, that if you so look at a woman to lust after in your heart, you already commit adultery with her. Same thing goes for the woman. As long as we crave for the things in the world, in various degrees, we are inviting back the old nature. Same thing goes for anger and wrath. The Lord says in Galatians chapter 5 that there is a clear distinction between the Christian life and the life of the world. You know, beloved, we can always know which side of the fence we stand on. God never leaves us to doubt. We have the Word of God. And the Word of God is the mirror that shows us exactly how we look before God. And we pray, our Heavenly Father, that many would come to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they would persevere unto the very end for your glory. In Jesus' name, Amen. Please contact us at God of Wonders Radio at Al Bethel International Ministries.org. Until next time, may God richly bless you.